the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. I certainly hope you are voting tomorrow in not just a local school board election. I hope you're voting for Mike Carey tomorrow over Allison Russo. Uh, Someone sent me a message like I haven't talked about Columbus City School Board of Education. Uh, You're right. I have not. Uh, There are a lot of districts around, and uh, one of the things that awakens my sensibilities are concerned parents. And I'm certainly not saying that Columbus City Schools don't matter to me because I haven't been reached out to by concerned parents, but that we have two hours a day, and I don't just put my endorsement on someone without taking the time to investigate them. So I did not have time to research Columbus City Schools because, frankly, I'm not sure there's anything that the board can do to change the uh, apathy, the mindset, the control of the teachers' union in Columbus. I do believe... In suburban districts, there is an opportunity for consequential change to be made in Olentangy by Jen Foyt and Felicia Castle, in Jonathan Alder by Erica Detweiler and Sonia Walker, in Dublin by Sherry Stryker and Diana Rigby, in Upper Arlington by Liz Easton. Now, I've talked a lot about Upper Arlington. Oh, by the way, in Hilliard, Zach Borst, Lisa Chafee, Beth Murdoch, and in Southwestern City Schools, Chris Boso, Kelly Martindale, And I will put these on the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page after the show. And for those candidates who I've spoken to, and we spoke to Lisa Chafee of Hilliard today at 1133, you can find that on the podcast at 9890answer.com. I will also post the audio links to those interviews so you can hear my question to the candidates and what hopefully will resonate with you as a voter. Now, in Upper Arlington, There are myriad issues. Lisa Chafee, the Hilliard candidate that we talked to at 1133, talked about the fact that Hilliard used to be ranked in the state rankings. And she has said, I I know the test score rankings are not a perfect metric, but you have to go with the metrics you have. And everybody's measured by the same standards, so they do have some utility, some value. And Hilliard used to be, I think she said 111. It was somewhere in that range. And now they're in the 300. Well, congratulations to you, Dublin, because you took the architect of that plummet, John Marshhausen, and sold your school district voters on the fact that this guy, Marshhausen, who is super progressive, super anti-parent, go to protectohiochildren.net, click on the state sitemap where CRT has been reported by teachers in districts. Click on Hilliard because that's where Marshhausen used to be. And you'll see three videos of John Marshhausen exposing his true feelings about parents. 
Now you have to deal with him in Dublin, and you can if you get Sherry Stryker and Diana Rigby on the school board. But I digress. So the test scores in Hilliard have plummeted, and the test scores in Upper Arlington have plummeted. And Liz Easton, one of my preferred candidates in Upper Arlington, mentioned the other day, you know, when I owned a home in Upper Arlington, this is me talking, not not, uh, Liz. They sold me, when I was looking to buy my first home in Columbus in 1989, I'm looking around and I worked a lot at Ohio State, not for Ohio State, but at Ohio State. And I thought, well, all right, where do I want to live? And I remember my brother who lived in Worthington say, if you buy in Upper Arlington, your property value will always go up because the schools are phenomenal. And that was a point of pride in Upper Arlington. The schools, the schools in the July 4th parade. You want to get people excited in Arlington? Talk about those two things. They talked about the schools more than they talked about Jack Nicholas. So the schools were always why the property values soared in Upper Arlington. Well, now their National Merit Scholar numbers are way down. Their school ranking is way down. And their students are being, I don't know if tortured is too strong of a term, but they are having their uh, day disrupted by the fact that Paul Imhoff, the superintendent, and the board in place now, but hopefully not too much longer if you vote for Lou Souter and Liz Easton, the board is all in on bathrooms that have floor-to-ceiling stalls, locks on the doors, but do not differentiate between boys and girls. Yeah, there's no boys, no girls restrooms. Upper Arlington High School and a couple of the elementary schools. Is that allowed by law? No, it's not. And Paul Imhoff and Upper Arlington, they well knew that, and they went ahead and did it anyway. And they're fighting their own residents in court, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight it. Channel 10 did a sit-down interview with some students about it, and voila, a day later, the story is gone, scrubbed, bye-bye, off its website and off its YouTube channel. But! You cannot scrub a student from speaking to the board in person. And here is a student who showed up at the October 12th meeting of the Upper Arlington School Board to talk about transgender bathrooms and what it's like being a senior girl in Upper Arlington High School. I want to point out that while my parents have been very against the gender-neutral bathrooms, I had decided I was going to give the new high school a fair chance. We are a full quarter in and it is a nightmare. These bathrooms have made many students severely uncomfortable. Please think about this board. A 16 to 17 year old female trying to use feminine products and being walked in on by a male peer. Yes, you heard me correctly, walked in on. Has this happened to one of you or one of your friends? Because it has happened to one of mine. And that is one of the many reasons encouraging me to come forward and speak out. This is indeed happening several times a day. The locks are broken. So far this quarter, we have had a student expelled for doing cocaine in the bathroom. I have witnessed several times multiple students walking in and out of the same single stall restroom. Not only are students now scared to use the restroom because of the risk of being walked in on by peers, but teachers are also walking in on students. There are specific restrooms all around the school labeled for staff only. Why are they not using those restrooms? Walking the stall at the same time as your adult male teacher. 
Just this past week, I had two strangers corner me in the bathroom questioning me about the bathrooms. It was weird. I later found out that it was administrators from Gahanna City Schools. They had a visitor's pass on, but no administrator from UA was with them. It was so uncomfortable. In addition to how uncomfortable it is, the bathrooms are downright disgusting. There's urine everywhere, on the walls, floors, and all over the seats. So, board, if you're going to force us into this uncomfortable situation, can you at least guarantee us that the locks will work and the stalls will be clean? That's what it's like. That's what it's like being a teenage girl going to Upper Arlington High School right now. That is deplorable. That is inexcusable. That is heartbreaking. That is aggravating. It is It is. It is just, I, I can't even think of a word that I can say on the radio about it. And these are adults. These are educated adults. These are people who hold elite degrees who are doing this, who are doing this, doing it to kids who go to school. Do you remember what it was like to be a teenager? Honestly, I'm sure I don't remember everything, what it's like to be a teenager. But I have teenage girls, and I know my girls would be absolutely mortified to have to share a restroom with a male student, but to be walked in on by a even a female teacher, to be walked in on at all. And we supposedly are worried about kids' mental health. How much, how much attention do we pay to mental health? Oh, you mentioned the word mental health. It is an absolute total pass. Stop in your tracks. Don't question anyone's mental health. Yet, This is what we're doing to our kids at Upper Arlington. This is why you need to vote for Liz Easton and Lou Souter. Do you think this is going to be an Upper Arlington only issue? You think you're not going to face this at Olentangy and Dublin and Hilliard and every other district as the transgender ideology celebrated in books and quote unquote literature? It's won an award, you know. We need to teach it. You need to be tolerant. Don't be transphobic. Clay Travis is right. We don't, we're not a country anymore of Republicans and Democrats. We're a country of sane people and insane people. And if you think women, girls, teenagers, little girls should be subjected to people of the opposite sex in the same bathroom all in the name of tolerance, you are insane. You are insane. So this is why these elections matter so much on local school boards. Because the DOJ thing, chilling effect, we're going to watch you teach, we're going to watch you parents, threats of violence and violence. If you think they don't have ways around silencing dissent that are more individualized to each district than that, you underestimate the evil of the left. I'll demonstrate what it could get to next on The Bruce Woolley Show. We are heavy today on the importance of local school board elections because it is a indicative line of attack on the foundations of America. What better way to change 
the view of what America is and what's great about it than to convince our kids that it's an awful, terrible, racist, homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic place. You get the kids to believe it. You don't have to spend a whole lot more time convincing the older people because they're eventually going to die off. And if there's one thing that a leftist is, it's patient. They run the 50-year long game to take away entertainment, politics, academia, and the news media. So they've used the influential parts of our culture. They've gained control of those. Now they're trying to take their dominance in colleges, universities, move it down to high schools, junior highs, and eventually to grade schools. That's what you see with these horribly graphic, pornographic images taught to kids. Little uh, school kids who are coached to color pictures. I will be an advocate for uh, transgender people because, come on, you know what this is about. And you also know that the left is not going to stop with just the DOJ threatening to arrest parents for violence and threats of violence. Track back where that came from, right? A lot of people thought it came from a letter from the National School Board Association to the U.S. Department of Justice. And it did, but the letter, the letter was a outgrowth of a huddle between officials in the Biden administration and the National School Board Association. So the letter touched off a firestorm when the Patriot Act was dangled as a way to um, really arrest parents. And the whole idea was to just make you think you were going to be arrested. So, well, I'm not even going to go to a school board meeting because I don't want to end up on the news and I don't want to end up with the feds following me, so I'm just not going to go. That was the idea. The National School Board Association has since retracted that letter. A bunch of state school boards, including Ohio's, have withdrawn membership from the National School Board Association in protest to that letter. So I think you could say accurately that the sentiments expressed in that letter have been uh, repudiated by the original sender of the letter and by a large chunk of the membership under the masthead on which that letter was printed. But has that changed Merrick Garland's idea on whether parents should still be watched and tracked? No, it is not. Because it was never about the letter. It was always about cover to do what they already wanted to do. So to think that they will not come up with a new way to uh, attack your interest in local school boards is foolhardy. They will. And in fact, they've already foreshadowed what that is going to look like. Here's audio from a recent Minnesota school board meeting. And if you think this is only going to happen in Minnesota, well, I would humbly submit that you are wrong. This, if it works there, will be duplicated everywhere that it can be duplicated. And it will be duplicated unless you vote for candidates who are not threatened by parental involvement in school boards. They want parental involvement in school boards. You heard Lisa Chafee, candidate in the Hillier District, at 11.33 today, you can hear it on the podcast at 9890answer.com, say she wants to set up 
forums for parents to come to. You mean outside a school board meeting? You mean you're not going to run and hide into executive session every time you have something you really want to talk about that you don't want the parents to hear? No, she's not going to do that. And neither is Zach Vorst or Beth Murdoch if they're elected with her to the Hilliard School Board. But if you don't elect them to the Hilliard School Board, if you don't elect Lou Souter and Liz Easton in Upper Arlington, if you don't elect Felicia Castle and Jen Foyt in Olentangy, if you don't elect Chris Boso and Kelly Martindale in Southwestern City School, and if you don't elect Sherry Stryker and Diana Rigby in Dublin, and if you don't elect Sonia Walker and Erica Detweiler and Jonathan Alder, then this is what the rules at your local school board meeting could look like very, very soon. My computer is my enemy. I apologize. It's loading. Trust me, it's loading. So to set it up again, here are the rules at a Minnesota school board for how public comment is to be done in the future now that parents have shown up and have caused stress to people who make it clear they do not want to hear from them. Effective tonight, the school board will enforce the following guidelines. Open forum participants are prohibited from calling out or addressing any individual school board or school district staff member. If this occurs, open forum will be closed and the individual will not be allowed to participate in future open forums. Crowd noise or any sort of grandstanding during open forum, including applause, talking, hollering, or any outburst will result in open forum being closed. Further, beginning at the November 1st school board meeting, open forum participation will be limited to those individuals who wish to speak to an item on the board agenda. The board agenda is always made available the Thursday prior to our meetings, and they are always on the district website. So if you would like to go, like that Upper Arlington high school student wanted to go and talk to them about the transgender bathrooms in the high school Where's urine all over the walls and the locks are broken and people are walking in on young ladies? Sorry, not on the agenda. Sorry, we can't talk about that. Oh, it's not on the agenda. We're going to talk about what we want to talk about. Don't you dare name a school board member. Don't you name an administrator. Don't you name a teacher. Don't you name a staff member. No matter what they did, you're not allowed to name them. If you do, you'll lose your privilege to talk. Oh, and by the way, if anybody says anything in the public portion of the commentary at a school board meeting and you as a resident taxpayer would like to applaud and show your approval that you support them you will be banned and the meeting will be closed no free speech on the socialism sampler three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.